Hello, everyone. Well, I like to talk about esoteric stuff and the things that makes you think and uh, question your life in general. Well, I think the kind of life we live in, there is uh, indeed an alternative life to the kind of life most of people live. Like the kind of life that you go in the morning, you wake up, you go to work, you eat, you go back home, you watch TV. On weekends, you probably go watch a movie, you go bowling, you know, take a trip to, you know, somewhere out of town for like hiking, go fishing and, you know, getting married and having kids and get old and then you retire then you die so i think there's there's really alternative to this kind of life so i decided to start posting my own video because i want to be involved in uh, this kind of community i want to be involved with you know people who think differently people who believe that there is more to this life than just being ordinary. So without uh, taking too much of your time, the topic today I am going to talk about is the ancient technology. The reason I want to talk about ancient technology is, uh, you know, over the past few days, let's say past few months, I have discovered that most of the information on spirituality, conspiracy theories, and, you know, the kind of information you find on the internet and YouTube, they're mostly there, somebody copied someone else's material, and they're, they're very, somehow they're very misleading, they're very... They're, they're based on people's opinions. For example, like the TV show Ancient Alien, it can be very misleading, making people believe that everything that man has ever created is based on a mechanical inclined kind of technology. But today I want to present to you an alternative theory to technology. So I want to take a different approach. I want to be different. I want to talk about something that is very different from the point of view of technology. And I will explain it as clear as I can. So I've, I started to see things in a different way, something in a more complete way. And I, that's why I decided to share my opinion to see what other people think about this. And I think like the biggest thing that blocks us from seeing higher truth 
is because we, we only hold ideology on one direction. Instead of asking the who, we mostly ask what, how, which, and when. We don't try to see something in a holistic point of view. So I know some people that you say, well, I believe I'm, I'm a spiritual person. I believe in afterlife. I believe in, you know, Gaia. I believe in, you know, God and the universe and something like that. I'll say, you know, that's fair enough, but maybe you want to ask yourself this question. Does believing something makes it right? It doesn't. If you believe, you know, your mind can move things, are you able to move things with your mind? I say you can't. <clears throat> you know, if you believe in angels, you can ask them to, to do something for you. And do they always do that thing for you? Is that a coincidence? Or what is it? So, like when you look at the religious people, for example, they are very religious in a way that they believe in God, but they would put God only on the so-called spiritual side. That means uh, God is only for some specific things, but he's not for something else. And, you know, this is kind of like, I think it's not really a complete way. I mean... If you, you need material things, why would you segregate the material needs to the spiritual needs? Aren't you the same person? So I want to present this idea to you and just approach things from a different point of view in more of a holistic uh, way. Back in, like, I think about a few, I'll say maybe about a year ago, I was listening to this podcast. There was this uh, traditional African shaman who was talking about how they've been worshipping uh, their ancestors for many years. And uh, he was saying him as a, a shaman, he would use the spirit of a person to do some things for them. For example, like, because a spirit can, can do a lot of things that a human cannot do. For example, they can be in uh, many places at once, so they can move from one point to another in a very fast speed. They can look someone on, on the other end of the planet to tell you what that person is doing. So he was just saying that how they communicate with these spirits and tell them and use them to do some things for them, you know. And this kind of just triggered something on my mind and made me think about the ancient technology, the way we think we understand it. It's not really correct. So what I mean is uh, 
I think even the the technology we use today, it's not it's not as dead or as inorganic as we think it is. For example, I think the there was a day I was watching one show. I'm not. I, I don't really remember where, but in Japan, if I'm correct, they believe that even uh, a simple thing like a phone has a, a spirit living in it. They believe that it it is a spirit. So the thing we we see as technology, the thing that we use on our daily life. They they have another side to them, like even though it's a technology, the whole process of manufacturing something is in itself a living thing. So what I mean is, uh, think about electricity, think about magnetism, think about the temperature the air, these elements, they are, we don't really comprehend a hundred percent what they, it's not as clear as you would see something in front of you. You are able to touch it. You're able to hold it. You're able to do, to do whatever you want to do with it. So I think in the world of, uh, magnetism, it, it is the same reality as this physical reality that there are also other living forms in that world. And once we, we connect to that world, we are able to create electronic devices that can do things. And the other day I was also listening, I think I was reading somewhere that the existence of genes, the genie like the Aladdin and the lamp. So these genies, they're, they're similar to human beings. The, the only difference is they're made up of a different kind of material and they are able to perform things that an ordinary human being cannot do. And this is not really something, it's not something very new. It's something that has, has been there. It's just that in this modern day and age, we, we ignored and we don't really talk about those things as much as people in the past used to talk about. My, my, what this point leads me to is that every device, every, every electronic device that we are using, we are in fact using other entities to perform tasks for us. And what I mean, what do I mean by that? What I mean is exactly the phrase that says a ghost in the machine or a genie in the bottle. So this, I think was an article, was a, was a podcast. I can't really remember, but this person was saying that the the genes, they usually, they usually attach themselves into crystals or precious metals like gold, silver, and things like that. There's also a knowledge, there's also an art of, of doing 
that kind of of, of a ritual. So, in a way, this led me to the conclusion that most of the te the ancient technology, the ancient technology is not really a technology the way we think it is. It, it's something more on the supernatural side rather than a mechanistic world of creating things. So you might, you, you might be asking yourself, how about, I mean, what, what is the technology versus spirituality? I, I've also pondered this question for a very long time and it kind of just hinders me to be able to move forward in my own spiritual path. Because sometimes you think, oh, if I, I like electronics, if I like, you know, all this new tech coming every, you know, now and then, I will probably reduce my spiritual growth. But, but now I can tell you for sure that the, the purpose of technology is to improve the quality of life. And the purpose of spirituality is to, for an individual to grow spiritually. But they're they really one and the same thing. The, the purpose is the same. The purpose is to raise the quality of life. When someone is spiritual, they would improve their internal qualities. They would, they would do an internal alchemy to to improve their ways of living, which is technology. So there's a big gap between a person and his needs. But once we merge this as one thing, you're able to see that technology and spirituality, they're, they're, they're just one tool that can help us live a better life. And this is going to make us being able to break through instead of segregating all the compartmentalized things, we're able to merge these two together so that human can move forward. So anyways, the way I see life in general, I think life is something that's eternal. We have technology because we are trying to retain and maintain our states of being. We are trying to return to our original nature because in my own opinion, we, we've fallen from our own glory. We've fallen from the higher state of existence into this state. One day I was talking to my friend and she asked me, where, where do you think we all came from? And I told her, well, I honestly think we came from the dream world because it is always there. When you go to sleep, you go into that place. And in the dream world, you are able to do many things that you are 
ability to do things is like unlimited. You can fly, you can turn into a dog, you can do anything over there. You can even exist without a body. But we just have the mentality that this is just my imagination. But that is a real world that we came from. And I think that's where we came from when we, we fall into this denser reality, the, the reality that is very slow, is very condensed where we are very, whenever we want to do something, it has to be very strenuous. It has to be something very laborious, something that it takes a lot of efforts and uh, willpower to get it done. So I think that there is indeed the fall of man. When you read on the sacred scripts, they all talk about the fall of man, the loss of humanity's glory. Jesus, for example, was sent to deliver man from sin. The Buddhist talks about raising men from the state of suffering. I mean, all these things happens that these very wise people, they are mostly concerned about the well-being of a person in general and not just their current state of existence. So my, my take is very simple. Consider like uh, a scenario where there's a world of only vehicles and these vehicles exist in a place where they can have their they can have maintenance and replacements of, of their parts. So these parts are manufactured in industries. Industry needs workers, raw material, and power. And this continues for many, many, many years. Nobody knows even how long it has been going on. It, it's something that it's timeless. And then suddenly there happens to be a collapse because of uh, lack of materials and low supply of power. So if you simulate this in your mind, the first thing that you can imagine is there's, gonna to, there's going to be a, a chaos. It's going to be the world of dogs eating dogs, like the cars, the the bigger trucks will take advantage on the smaller ones. It will be uh, survival for the fit. Some bigger trucks will be, you know, stealing parts, spare parts from the smaller ones so that they can repair themselves. They will be stealing gas and they'll be creating, you know, minions and group together so that they can survive in a group. And I think this... In this world, you, 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 you really don't want to be as something like a Toyota Prius or those small smart cars because you'll be eaten like very fast. They'll just break you down for you for the spare parts. So I think this is exactly what happened to us. I think this is the collapse of the higher, the, 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 the higher, greater civilization, what I call the, the, the eternal 
society. And when you think about it, I think people talk about evolution. I mean, if it's, it's, it's true or not true, that's not really my concern. My concern is that there is indeed something that does whatever it, it can do with its power to make sure we stay in this slumber. We stay uneducated. We stay not knowing our true nature. And for many years, that's what I've been trying to find out. I've been trying to find out the truth about our original nature, where we came from, and what we can do, what I can do to return to my original nature. That led me to believe that the ancient people were more in tune with nature than than the current people. And the ancient technology wasn't really a technology at all. It was something that was an inborn ability of a person. So what I mean is the, the ability of a person to perform a certain task without the need of any machinery without, without the need of sometimes even using their hands. And that's why when you dig, uh, deep into the, you know, ancient books, you find out there's things like yoga, there's Tai Chi, uh, the use of crystals. You can see even now a lot of people are wearing, uh, they're wearing of all these jewelries and the use of pyramids and things like that. So. It's not the way we imagine it is like if uh, someone wants to, let's say, just by using his own thoughts, he wants to transform a block of, you know, concrete into a, you know, yeah, someone wants to transform a, a block of concrete into a beautiful creation like arts creation, something like uh, a statue or something. It's not like uh, a beam of light is going to shoot out of his mind and he's going to start cutting or, you know, that beam is going to magically going to turn or transform that uh, block of stone into a statue. It's not like that. What I think is, is exactly the same way you would perform a task in this physical world, like if we want to build a house, you would go to a contractor and then give them an order of how you want your house to be done. They will accept your order and like they would execute that order into different tasks and give these tasks to different traits until the task is done. So there's also a principle behind these things that make the ancient technology be a technology. The reason I'm saying that it's not just, there has to be a mechanism behind every event or every task is because of the records about King Solomon. King Solomon was one of the interesting character because what they say is that he had the ability to hear 
the being from another dimension, he, he was able to talk to them and communicate with them. He could understand the language of birds. He could understand the language of insects and even animals. So this came to his advantage because he was able to command the genes to build the temple for him. And I think when you're reading the Bible, they say that when the temple was being built, there wasn't any noises of chopping the, the stones or, you know, in every construction, there's a lot of noise there. But for this case, there wasn't any kind of noise. And this is one of the interesting case because they also, there's a record that he was, he met with Queen of Sheba from Ethiopia. And I find it interesting that in Ethiopia, there are seven stone churches. They are just cut out of uh, a huge rock. They are not built with bricks. It's just a cutout from the rocks. That's how a church is built. And I can say for sure that it's not made by a hand of man. So this of a technology that I'm talking about, I think this technology is still, this knowledge is still there. We're somehow actually misled to, to see the, the, the reality and the simplicity of things. And that's why I want to bring this topic and so that we can figure it out. So we can take another account from all these ancient religious figures such as Jesus, Moses, Elijah, Buddha, and so on. And you read about these people, they, were, they, they had supernatural powers. They were able to perform things that not every ordinary man can do it. And what they teach is, what they are trying to teach is more of getting back into our original nature. For example, like Jesus, one of my famous quote is he said, if you really want to enter into the kingdom of God, it's not something that you just go around and look for. It is something that grows within you. So my understanding is, is that once you start to, to follow something that's inside you, to hear the voices that are within you, they will lead you to back to the dream world. They will lead you back to where you came from, the, the place that we fell from, the place that we, we don't remember. And, and this is kind of like the message also I want to bring to people because I think like the technology or the supernatural powers, it's not something that you can actually go look for. It is the way you align yourself, when you correct yourself, when you be in harmony with the natural world, that's when these supernatural power, they will start manifesting. And, you know, that's, I think that's where the concept of sin came from, that when you do the things that go against the universal principles, you start to, to fall, you start to lose your natural abilities and this brings me into the conclusion. So the conclusion is that we can 
we cannot just blind, blindly say that all the ancient technology was brought to us by alien or all the technology is the product of uh, mechanistic of machines. And, and quite to be frankly, maybe even the aliens, they're, they're just making sure we don't really remember our, our original nature. And I think it's safe to say that there, an, there's an alternative to this, this life. There's a, there's a way of living that is not the consumer type of life. I, I personally grew up in a culture where most of the impossible things, you know, can be possible, but, you know, quite frankly, nobody is, is sharing their secret. You know, they hide these things. You're not going to see any of the things in a broad daylight. But, you know, people talk about it. You hear them in the news. But it's it's very hard to prove them scientifically. And there's another story that people are able to use. They're still up to today, people are, 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 they are able to use the genes to do a lot of things that a normal human being cannot do. For example, let's say if I have a, a, a spear, I would attach that spear to a genie, and then that spear would be uh, a magical instrument and would be something like I can use that spear to do things that even the modern technology cannot do. Or so something like, Okay, let's say if I, I am in, you know, in China and someone is in Mexico, I can just throw that spear. It would, you know, warp time and space, and then it would appear exactly where that person is, shoot him and kill him, and then he will come back. So nobody would know how that person died. Or I can just use that spear to transport myself anywhere I want in the world with just a blink of an eye. So it's, it's things like that do exist. It's just that they, they're, they're always parallel to this world. And, and, and if you are really attached to this world as much, you're not going to find anything. Everything is just going to be like smoking mirrors. You won't really see anything. You won't find evidence for anything. You will just be chasing your own tail. So in conclusion, who, who is this? Where does this information lead us to? So this is to say that even the current technology, it cannot exist without other worldly creatures. We have uh, a world of electricity, for example which is full of different life forms and where we create electronics, we're only supplementing what is already there. Even though how a rock, just think about how a rock would look like in another state of existence. It is a living organism, but here we perceive it as a rock. If you have a skill set of an engineer in the world of botanist, your skills as good as a rock. The danger now is that we are more than what we are led to believe. Religion, education, and authority 
in general somehow keeps us under their arms so we can remain in a deep slumber. It is time to wake up, talk about these things, and realize our original nature. Okay, so far, where does this information lead us to? So this information is that the, the current te technology cannot exist without otherworldly creatures. You know, specific the elementals, fairies, the, the genes, and, and so on. And the thing is, we, I remember there was one session on remote viewing. Courtney Brown was talking about the elementals and how our technology is impacting their life. It's invading their space and destroying the environment. So even though we use computers, our cell phones, there's like all these antennas and Wi-Fi, it disrupts the, the, the other world life form and somehow whatever we do here it affects life on the other side so the ancients were very careful and they knew how to live in harmony with those life forms they could communicate with them they could use them to to help them in many ways so i think it's time to to kind of take a step back and look at ourselves, look at our lives and try to see how we can, we can really be in harmony with those otherworldly uh, creatures. The, the really big problem I see right now is that most of the information on the internet tends to lead you away from, from the truth. It tends to misguide you and, you know, dethrone you from your own crown. If you think about religion, education, media, and all the authority, they just tend to just make you stay in a slumber, stay there so they can use you, so they can take all, they can consume all the, the life force out of you and leave you an empty shell. Well, until next time, take care.